0: This is the California Report. Good morning, I'm Lily Jamali. California's Republican Party says it plans to modify but expand its ballot collection program after legal threats from California's Attorney General. The boxes appeared in counties with competitive congressional races, including Fresno, where KQED's Central Valley
2: correspondent Alex Hall reports the boxes have disappeared for now. Most of the GOP ballot collection boxes in Fresno County were initially placed inside local businesses, including a gas station, a Swedish gift shop, and several gun stores like Uncle Sam's Firearms, which sells mostly vintage collectible guns. Jim Zhang is the shop's owner. I mean, it's so new for everybody. Going through everything that we're going through, things have changed so much. With the pandemic, questions about the postal service, and everyone getting mailed a ballot, Zhang says people are unsure who to trust. A friend of mine, you know, asked if I would be a drop box, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know, because we got a lot of guys who come through and don't really have the opportunity to go drop off their ballot. The ballot box was here but not for long. In fact, all of the boxes in Fresno were removed, at least for now, says Fred Vanderhoof, chairman of Fresno County's Republican Party.
3: Because of the controversy, I wanted to protect the, uh, the
0: businesses.
2: Unlike GOP drop boxes in other counties, Vanderhoof says the ones in Fresno were labeled secure, not official. That was one of the main issues prompting California's attorney general to issue a cease and desist letter to stop the Republicans' ballot collection program. But California's GOP pushed back with a letter arguing that the ballot box Boxes were legal because state law allows third parties to collect ballots from voters and deliver them to the county election office. On Friday, Secretary of State Alex Padilla seemed to back down.
0: Uh, I want to be clear the California Republican Party can conduct ballot collection activities, but they have to play by the rules.
2: GOP spokesman Hector Barajas said now that the party has clarification, the boxes will go back, and there may be more coming.
0: Now that that has been resolved, I think the political team will end up uh, looking at strategically where is the best place to go and expand our ballot collection programs and making sure that we're able to compete, you know, with, with the Democrats in
2: California. Especially in places like Fresno, where the Republicans are hoping to win back congressional seats they lost in the 2018 midterms. For The California Report, I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. A bankruptcy court in Delaware
0: has approved a plan to abandon a battery recycling plant in Los Angeles County, siding with the Trump administration over the objections of Governor Gavin Newsom. The decision could leave a toxic mess in a poor community with no money to pay for cleanup. California officials blame XI Technologies for spewing chemicals, including lead, into the air and soil around the plant for decades. KQED's Molly Peterson joins me now. Good morning. Good morning. So, Molly, how long did Exide Technologies operate at that site, and what exactly did they do there?
3: Exide recycled big industrial batteries, including batteries that you'd find in your car at that site. They were the biggest plant to do that west of the Mississippi for decades and decades. And the state of California allowed them to operate with only a temporary permit from the early 80s for many, many years. As a result of those operations, uh, that smelter spewed lead out of its stacks and that lead deposited in soil and other chemical pollutants, including arsenic, ended up in the air. Testing found thousands of homes got contaminated.
0: And it's important to note that the neighborhoods surrounding the plant are predominantly Latino. What is the community there saying about this?
3: For years and years, hundreds of people have showed up at every public hearing, organized in part by Resurrection Church, which is a Catholic church in Boyle Heights, a Los Angeles neighborhood. The state overseeing cleanup in Los Angeles and in the communities of Maywood and Commerce and East Los Angeles has been really slow. Exide only fronted a small amount of money for cleanup and stabilizing the property itself. And the community compares that to the Porter Ranch gas leak, which happened in a much more affluent neighborhood a few years ago. They say, if you can clean up a gas leak, why can't you clean up this lead
0: smelter? So, Molly, despite all of those objections, U.S. bankruptcy judge Christopher Sanchi approved Exide's plan on Friday. Why? Well, the
3: judge said it's not an
0: imminent harm to have all of this lead in the soil. Specifically, he
3: said it's not a seething, glowing, toxic lead situation. The company never admitted its responsibility for the lead, and there was no state hearing that ever made them admit that responsibility either. I talked to David Pettit. He's a lawyer for the Natural Resources Defense Council, and he's a member of a community advisory group on Exide.
0: Little by little, it gets into a child's system or or a pregnant woman, and that can cause tremendous neurological damage. To me, that qualifies legally as something that is imminent because the harm is occurring right now, right now, today. Let's take a moment and look at the state's role in all of this. Governor Gavin Newsom said on Friday that he is, quote, outraged that the federal bankruptcy court let Excite and its creditors off the hook and decided that lead exposure does not pose an imminent or immediate harm to the public. But the state does have some responsibility here, right?
3: Right. The primary regulator is the Department of Toxic Substances Control. They oversee these facilities, inspect them, and provide them with licenses. In addition, the state is supposed to ask these facilities that might create hazardous waste to guarantee that they have the financial resources to clean them up when they shut down. According to members of the community, the state has fallen down in that role. Here's David Pettit again.
0: They ought to be outraged by the opinion, but they also need to look in the mirror. The state had done its job. A lot of the lead pollution that we see in the community wouldn't be there.
3: The other problem is in California, the environmental liability here, the state as an environmental creditor, comes in behind the other people who are owed
0: money by Exide. All right. KQED reporter Molly Peterson, thank you so much for following this story for us. You're welcome.
3: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book.
4: Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
0: In the waning days of the 2020 campaign, President Donald Trump is openly courting a crucial group of voters, suburban women. But polls show those voters are pulling away from the president. KQED's Katie Orr reports.
4: At a recent rally in Pennsylvania, President Trump appealed directly to the voting bloc he knows he needs.
1: Suburban women, will you please like me?
4: I saved your damn neighborhood, okay? Trump's referring to dismantling an Obama-era federal housing rule meant to decrease segregation. It's not an argument that wins over Bonnie Keller. The 64-year-old Fresno woman says she's Christian and leans Republican, but Trump's crude demeanor turns her off. She didn't vote for him in 2016 and won't vote for him now.
1: I just wasn't impressed from the get-go. That is just my complete distaste of his behavior. It is not professional in my book. He is not a leader who has qualities I respect and admire. Keller's
4: views are shared by a majority of women in the country. A recent national poll conducted for ABC and the Washington Post found among women likely voters, 59% support Democrat Joe Biden. That result includes 62% support for Biden among suburban women. Other polls find similar gender gaps.
1: The polling is showing that Trump is losing support among women period.
4: Mindy Romero directs the Center for Inclusive Democracy at USC. She points out the political makeup of suburbs varies depending on which part of the country they're in. And she says while California certainly leans more liberal, women in general seem turned off by Trump. Particularly when it comes to his demeanor, some of the things that he said, uh, the actions he's taken with regard to the coronavirus, with, you know, race relations. But Trump thinks he's tapped into what women voters are looking for. And at the end of the day, he thinks that could overshadow any issues they have with his behavior.
0: So why is it that the fake news keeps saying that women aren't going to like Trump? I think, you know what women want more than anything else? They want safety, security, and they want to be able to have their houses. And
4: (laughs) That message resonates with Chico resident Jenny Schaefer. She's 56 and lives alone. She says Trump is a narcissist and drives her crazy, but she's also worried about her safety and is planning to get a concealed carry permit.
1: When it comes to policies and stuff, I don't want someone taking my guns away as a woman. That's my only equalizer. And I think Biden and Harris will take that away from me.
4: Schaefer is also strongly anti-abortion, another policy she aligns with Trump on. So while she doesn't like his tweets or the things he says, she'll likely vote to give him a second term. And as the election draws closer, Trump is hoping there are more women like her who back his policies, if not his personality. For the California Report, I'm Katie Orr in Sacramento.
0: Finally this morning, congratulations to the L.A. Dodgers for clinching the spot in the World Series last night. Cody Bellinger becomes the only player to hit two home runs in an NLCS Game 7. Next, the Dodgers face the Tampa Bay Rays in the hunt for their first championship since
4: 1988. Mookie, take us to the promised land, Mookie.
0: And that is the California Report for this Monday. I'm Lily Jamali. Thanks for listening.
4: Support for the California Report comes from Two Chairs, offering virtual therapy sessions designed to help clients thrive. Two Chairs therapists have personalized care to over 4,000 clients in California. Learn more at twochairs.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement and Personal Capital, offering remote telefinance services with financial advisors and digital financial planning tools. Personalcapital.com. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
0: I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California.